0: Previously, on the Fantastic Worlds Podcast.
1: Sierra sought more as making the best of any situation. Her faith allowed her to believe that even in the darkest times, good could be found and done. Maybe 50 or 60 degrees, but you feel the warmth of the sun and you just know that weather conditions have changed.
2: Adessa's without a coat on and she's just running around.
3: Nothing wrong with having
0: some extra provisions.
3: So pre-Baba Yaga, how would you feel about perhaps getting on its level if you catch my meaning? All
0: right, I'm going to charge in and get its, much of its attention. All of you charge in after.
3: Hashtag ears and stuff. I like this wand. <laughs> this is a good wand.
4: None of that was in character voice.
0: All right, I think Abraxas is going to pull. I'm the alpha wolf here. Y'all, wait your flippin' turn.
4: That's exactly what I was going to say. Get out of my brain.
0: (laughs) Uh, You know what? I thought just a bite in the ear. That'll do the trick.
2: Odessa's just like looking at Abraxas and then like side-eyeing Manette and looking back and she's just like in her head like...
1: (laughs) You all see a large bear slowly approach towards you. I am Archdruid Piquel Moonsun. It is a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. They
0: don't all sniff each other at uh, first greeting.
4: Hey, I'll take a hug.
1: A smooth stone circle engraved with the outline of a butterfly is mounted above the doorway. Wait, you're not the children. You see the skin of the former priests slowly wither away as their mouths hang open and scream. Hello, world Travelers. This is Dustin Alexander here to introduce to you Episode 36. I just wanted to thank everyone who participated in our World Travelers contest. We had a blast being able to offer you such amazing prizes thanks to our friends at Paizo and Die Hard Dice. And it was great to interact with all of you who participated and get to know a little bit more about our fantastic community of listeners that we have. We have an exciting week of Twitch planned for you. Wednesday, I will be trying to get my cultural victory on, playing Civilization VI, The Gathering Storm. Jess will be on Thursday, continuing to make the West fun in Red Dead Redemption 2. And on Saturday, Kay will become a puzzle magic master in the world next door. All streams start at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and are a lot of fun to watch. I really encourage you to check it out. Just search for Fantastic Worlds Pod on Twitch or you can click on the Twitch button on our website at fantasticworldspod.com. Just a reminder, we have a goal of 45 reviews by the end of April. We are currently only eight short of that goal, and we have quite a bit of the month left. So I encourage all of you to take a minute and write us a review on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you don't have an iPhone, just ask to borrow a friend's phone and write a review on theirs. Easy peasy. And it only takes a few minutes. More reviews means more visibility, which means more listeners, which means more that we can do in the future. Speaking of visibility, I have a personal favor to ask all of you this week. An adventure, even. This week, try to find one friend who likes gaming and podcasts and get them to listen. If you know a couple people, get them listening as well. You doing that will go a long way towards helping us grow and get us out there in the world. Finally, I just want to give a shout out to everyone that listens in each week. Those of you who have been with us since the beginning and those new listeners who have come in recently. Thank you so much. In fact, a special shout out to The Blindian who said in their review, In 2018, I really got into podcasts and D&D and Fantastic Worlds meets both of those needs. I happened upon them by a random Instagram interaction and I have been hooked ever since. The group is hilarious, kind of like my own group of friends, so it feels like I've just made some new friends. Would definitely recommend. Thank you so much for the review, and we are ecstatic that you enjoy it. So, without further ado, I am going to give you the complete opposite of the cheeriness of all the goodness I just talked about, and introduce to you Episode Thirty Six: Crushing Despair.
4: Abby, are we wearing the same color? sweater
3: we look like we're wearing like almost the same sweater i'm wearing kind of like a burnt orangey color sweater and yeah no i think it's a very it's roughly very similar you and i have How a very weird. fall energy today we do we're both office witches that's what it is that's it that's our style <laughs> chic office witches Mm-hmm. That was your
4: exact quote to me when we met. You were like, Oh, my Stitch Fix lady has me down. She's like, office witch, here you go.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's like a lot of black, flowy sleeves and shit. Like (laughs) yes.
1: (laughs) Good office witches, at least I hope to.
3: No, absolutely not. No. <laughs> uh,
1: you guys say that, but after our uh that discussion we had in
0: Discord, I pretty much think that it's all show, I'll bark no bite.
4: Oh, you don't know.
0: That's video game. It's totally easier to be mean to real people.
3: Yeah. Not cool fictional yeah. people. The not not my cool alien friends it's who I don't want to say mean things to. How am I supposed to have Garrus my space boyfriend if I'm rude to him?
4: Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I can't be rude to all my boyfriends and girlfriends that I'm playing the field with until i pick one you know <laughs> exactly
3: i have a lot of like space bird men to get around to <laughs> oh my god and you have to be nice to them <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, man. I don't Force.
3: care about real people.
2: No, only video game characters. I haven't played this game, so I have. This is a wild description for something I have no idea what's going on. Garrus <laughs> is the best. He's so handsome. I like him better than this most Mass human Effect? people.
0: <laughs> Mass
3: Effect 1? Garrus from Mass Effect. Oh, I guess he's alright. He's all right. He's, he's aight. Awesome. A- <laughs> He's so beautiful. Okay,
1: one of these days, or when we're done for the day, Google Garris relationships. There are entire women that just fawn over this guy. It's this thing. There's, yeah, this whole thing.
3: entire women.
1: There's, there's, a there's a entire
3: yeah, instead there's of, entire half women, of entire females. females. The only half very into loves Garrus.
1: There's entire groups of women that fawn over this guy.
3: The other Wait, half loves. You don't, loves, you don't love name? Garris. Oh. Garrus is amazing. I don't.
1: I don't know enough about Garrus to have an opinion.
3: I was talking
4: to Jess. No, I do. I was just joking, but I was going to say the other half of me loves Liara, but I'm just joking.
3: <laughs> oh, who doesn't love Liara? <laughs> Is that the so blue good. one? Your yeah. spa- your blue space lizard girlfriend. You know um, I love my blue space
4: lizard girlfriend.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some gameplay, but I've just played it myself. <laughs>
2: just, I don't even. All right. <laughs> I put a link to Garrus's picture in the chat. Beautiful Garrus. He's so beautiful
0: i'm gonna have to click on it <laughs> his voice is so smoky redirect
2: this can't be right he looks like a cat with a yes! freaking <laughs> tv in his face yes he does oh, <laughs> that's he's why my picture- giant space bird cat
0: <laughs> i pictured him with a monocle and now i know why
2: okay so <laughs> he literally looks like my cat if she had a tv in her face like muda do you see here. the first-
0: here <laughs> do you see the first picture when you scroll down <laughs> it looks like he's doing a power fist
4: yeah see,
2: listen, if Just you imagine play the face, game but this part no. has a TV in it
4: if you play the game it's his personality as well that makes he's him so
3: such handsome. an adorable
2: dork you
3: kind of have to be a monster fucker to be in, in love with and that's me every game I play Same. I don't like any of the human romance options at all we love them beasts we love them beastie
1: Salvador Pride led a very solitary existence He still had people in his life, as the leader of the Temple of Desna, he had plenty that saw him as a community advisor, invited him to gatherings, and in that way his heart was full. Regardless, he still saw himself as an outsider, someone who was asked to participate based on his position. Being of use did not solve the feelings that he was missing something in his life, but often disregarded it. A mostly full heart is not a horrible thing after all. That changed when Sierra appeared into his life. He invited her in, happy to have the company. It was not the first time a cleric of Desna needed room and board, but as he shared his evening meal and talked with her, something was different this time. She was genuinely interested in knowing who he was, what his interests were, what he was thinking. This unsettled Salvador greatly. He was used to being a support structure in the community. He was used to people coming to talk to him about their thoughts or problems. No one asked him of his. He was enjoying the conversation, but internally he felt like he needed to get away. He was sure he was just a few words away from ruining the moment. He was just a few words away from her rolling back her eyes and boredom, but she never did. She kept asking questions. Sierra stayed for two weeks, and they were the best two weeks of his life. He had always been content, but truly happy was another feeling entirely. They never stopped talking. They were inseparable. Eventually, for her, it was time to move on. And when the morning arrived, she gave him a hug and began to walk away. For Salvador, a new feeling quickly settled in. He was alone. A content person never feels the highs and lows of love. But in this short time, he had felt both. As he closed the door, the weight of what was happening felt like searing pain. He was in love, and he may never see the person he loved again. He threw open the door and with all haste ran down the trail. His heart beat in pace with his feet. As he reached the outskirts of town, he found her just sitting on a small bench, staring down the trail. She looked up and he saw the tears in her eyes and knew, she didn't want to leave. He kneeled down and wiped the tears from her eyes, took her hand and kissed it. This time the tears falling were from his face, tears of happiness. Three years had passed and they were happy years. Together they both thrived and when Salvador looked over to a now very pregnant Sierra, he could not believe his luck. Desna had truly granted them a gift. It was but a few days later when one of the town elders came to give him grave news. Baba Yaga was invading the lands and heading this way. Monsters the town had no chance of defending themselves against. It was time to run and hide. Sierra and Salvador were asked to watch the children in the temple while the villagers took supplies to a nearby cave, a place to hide and regroup until this war was over. They readily agreed, gathered the children in the church, locked the doors and imbued it with any protections they had. It was then that the whispers started in their head. Give them the children, and they will let you live. Both of them shook off the voice. They continued preparations to leave as soon as the villagers returned. The voice persisted like a rhythmic drum in their heads. Each time the voice chipped away at their will, soon those chips became cracks. Not only their powers to resist, but in their faith to Desna. Fear and worry began to overtake both of them. Kneeling in prayer to Desna for salvation was their only hope to banish these voices in their head. Their prayers went unheard, but slowly a distinct change happened in what they said. They stopped saying Desna and replaced with Baba Yaga. The fear and worry that consumed them also took their sanity. They had given in to the pounding message in their head. Salvador stood up and unlocked the doors to the temple and Sierra ushered the children out to the courtyard for playtime. They had forsaken their god, and also the lives of many children were left to die. The darkness in their heart grew as the children were taken away by the monsters. Eventually, Sierra and Salvador lost to madness. They began to smile and laugh as the last children were plucked away. Darkness in them was all that was left.
2: Whoa.
3: I'm upset. so when we said that this was going to get dark and we were all joking and
2: stuff... (laughs) We, we had no idea. shouldn't have been joking, apparently. <laughs> we shouldn't
3: have been joking, because that was dark as fuck.
1: So when we last left, you had run into two young clerics. At first, they were a little confused. The woman gives you a warm smile. Hello, children. Run along and play. And gestures over to the courtyard. You look over, and you see translucent children uh, in the courtyard. There must be probably 20 or 30 children. And they're all crying out. One girl dragging a little doll behind her and yelling for her mom as tears roll down her eyes. Another group of children hiding behind a small grate as ghostly trolls and giants enter the churchyard and snatch them up one by one. The children's fear and dread are washing over you uh, with a wave of despair. So I need you all to roll me a will save. Uh-oh, first.
3: Is this a fear effect?
1: It is not a fear effect.
3: It never is, Jess. All right, first roll of the day. (laughs) Oh. It's never a fear effect. I know.
4: Well, there's been a lot is, of fear luckily. effects. Luckily, yeah. Fear effects are pretty common, so
3: I've been pretty lucky.
1: Okay, uh, did anyone here get below a DC 18?
3: Oh, Hold absolutely on. not.
0: I totally rolled 18 on the dice.
3: Yeah, I got a 22. Oh, I
2: failed.
1: So you have fallen to a haunt, the Children of Olsgard, and it is not an evil haunt. I did check that too. You are affected with cr- Crushing Despair so basically because you fail that each creature affected takes a negative two penalty on attack rolls saving throws ability checks skill checks and weapon damage rolls oh cool and you have that for four minutes
3: fuck that's 40 rounds
2: wow fuck okay cool 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 cool
1: roll for initiative everybody abraxas what you get i got an eight okay Odessa.
2: oh it took it off my initiative too that's neat I got a 15.
1: I think that's the lowest initiative I've seen. You have in ages. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Manette, what you get?
2: 19.
1: Pippa, what'd you get?
3: Ain't nobody can beat me on bad rolls. I got a four. God damn it. <laughs> that's with my initiative bonus.
1: <laughs> yeah. So both of them are first because they have fantastic initiative. Holy crap. Uh, I, <gasps> I haven't got to play monsters with this high of initiative. That's kind of fun.
3: <laughs> so fun.
1: So because uh, they are right in front of them, I'm going to say that Hukuva moves forward and then attacks Minette with one claw. And it hits with a 25. Mm-hmm. And while I roll damage, I need you to roll me a fortitude save.
4: 29. Okay, you're good. I rolled a 10.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Jesus, yeah. that's... No,
4: no, no, that's... I I rolled a 19, sorry. Oh. I have a plus 10. That's not... I was like, how do you have a 19? I mean, I know you're no, a paladin, but Jesus. I got it opposite. I, just, it. I, I just rolled a, a 19 and I have a plus 10.
1: That is four points of damage that you take there.
4: Oh. My mom was laughing about that. She was like, how... She was like, Jessica's entrance to the podcast was her saying, ow, she got hit by oh my a trap. God, I <laughs> It was your first line.
0: Uh, oh. 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 <laughs> oh my god, I remember that. I know, I forgot uh.
4: until my mom told me.
0: The other
1: Hukuba moves up to you, Abraxis, and attacks. It hits as well, so I need
0: you to roll me a fortitude save. I rolled a nine. <gasps> I mean, I didn't roll a nine, Ooh. but my total is a nine. Okay, oh. thank you so much. Oh
2: my god. Oh. Good, 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 good. Cool, we're cool, doing cool, great, cool, cool, guys. Right yeah, we're really killing it over here. We're...
0: This is only going to cement in that a Braxis just hates the undead. He thinks yeah. they're the grossest thing in the world.
4: Manette does too. <laughs> this is gross. I mean, holy people always do. We're always like, uh, undead.
1: <laughs> so you take four points of damage. Ow. Manette, it is your turn.
4: Manette is going to. I have the
2: wrong fucking spell prepared. God damn it. Can you look at Angel and see what? Is there a way to do that kind of a check? Health help check? Heal check. There we go. I, <laughs> I can mean. always
4: think I would fix Abraxas afterwards if I had to, but I think we can. I don't know. Would it take okay. my turn, Dustin? Or are you giving me that one as a freebie?
1: I think because you have to examine the actual injury itself. You can't just do it. Like, If you want to roll a perception to maybe find more information out about the monsters.
4: I would assume as an undead creature, it would be necrotic. That would be thing number one. So it's probably Necrotic.
1: Well, what Which... I was going to say, I, I like you can do a knowledge check as a, basically a free action. So if you wanted to do a knowledge roll, you're more than open to do that. Knowledge rolls are always a free action. I will always allow knowledge checks a free action.
4: Maybe like knowledge religion for this one or knowledge...
1: Yeah, knowledge religion. Let's go ahead and do knowledge religion.
4: I, yeah, I don't have Dungeoneering. <laughs> 24.
1: I will let you have one piece of information.
4: Okay, what type of damage is it?
1: So they have an ability to do disease.
4: Oh, gross. Oh, They're gonna
1: give me worms. And those who fail their disease, it, any, it can onset in any in uh, in one okay. d3 days. Okay. And when it hit, when it does come on, they take one d3 Dex damage and one d3 Con damage, and they have to roll two consecutive saves over the course of two days to get get over it.
4: The good news is I think I can do something about this with spells after I sleep, but unfortunately my current spell is very self-serving and not helpful to this fucking combat at all. God damn it.
0: We have scrolls for disease and sickness, herpes, gonorrhea, and syphilis with every attack, pretty much.
2: (sighs) Okay, well, Minette is going... Let's kill um, them, because my AC is crazy low right yeah. now. My will save is now negative now negative one. Ooh, Minette is going to okay. declare
4: this bitch in front of her the uh, target of her smite. And okay. she is going smite. to slam her spear into his ass. Yeah. And it's also double damage against undead. So for a spear, I believe when it's triple damage normally on a smite uh, or on a, a crit because I did roll a 20. Um uh-huh. <laughs>
1: So roll the confirm.
4: Yeah, let me see if I confirm. I don't think that confirms. 14.
1: Yeah, you don't confirm. So you just do normal damage.
4: I don't confirm, but that's... Um, so it's going to be double damage on for the smite. Okay. On an undead bitch.
3: You really get to smite stuff. You really do get to smite. It's really exciting.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I smite you. You are bad. <laughs> Doesn't Pippa have something like really good? Yeah, for yeah. This?
3: Uh, she she can she has disrupt undead as a cantrip. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. she can. So yes. I can do it as many times as I want, yeah. which is going to be a lot.
4: <sighs> it's a freebie, so um... it's a freebie. <laughs> okay, so that's eighteen points of damage.
1: Ow! That really hurt. Ow!
4: So Ow. you you
1: put the spear through the uh, female who uh, have a stomach, and uh, it screams out in pain as holy light radiates through it it almost looks like a ripple effect spreading out like disrupting, kind of like Pippa's Disrupt Undead, it works very similar to that and you pull back out, but it is still up, but it is hurt it is now Nadia's turn, Nadia uh,
4: oh shit, I had a lot to hit, would a 20 have confirmed?
1: a 20 would have confirmed I'm gonna say that pans off the piece at that point that's my fucking
4: (laughs) bad, I'm didn't notice my smite until now
1: oh does smite also increase your hit
4: (sighs) it does yeah that's it makes it plus 11
1: yeah okay so it is nadia's turn and nadia lets loose an arrow and she misses but barely basically it catches a little bit onto the the remaining cloth of the creature and just flies back and hits the wall behind unfortunately Odessa, you are up
2: okay so she is going to take a 10 foot step back over here next to Nadia, so uh, us us long shooters can hang out together um, and she's going to try and hit this one guy next to Abraxas there with uh, we're gonna actually see if we're gonna see if Cold Iron would do anything. No, good idea. I mean, we don't
4: know yet. We don't know anything about these people. I I haven't found anything out. Okay.
0: I'm gonna go with fire on my turn only because they're undead. That's my go-to
4: right yeah. yeah that's the go-to with undead or silver for this land so oh maybe
1: try, try silver the silver
2: it is 18 against touch
1: 18 against touch is a hit and you're you're using cold iron you said okay roll yeah, damage
2: nine points of damage <sighs> with the negative on
1: uh you see the bullet fly towards it and then it almost like gets a little bit of resistance right in front of the creature and then goes inside uh, and doesn't take it doesn't do as nearly as much damage as I think you were hoping, okay. um, but it does take some damage.
4: So we know not cold iron, not bronze, because my my spear is bronze. So okay. so far <laughs> next metal a <Abraxas>, you're up <laughs> next we try silver next we try silver. <laughs> okay,
0: a is gonna do that kind of anime backwards hop, you know when they're you know Ooh. when they're gonna do like a martial arts <laughs> okay. thing and they kind of separate their own way they do that little kind of hop back. Um, yep. Yep. He's going to hop back and with that movement as he's jumping backwards, he's going to drop his scimitar and with that hand start whispering into it and he blows into it like uh, you would embers and a flame appears in his left hand and he raises it ready to throw, but that's going to be next turn. I
3: I just imagine like everything going in slow motion. (laughs) He's like...
2: (laughs) No, uh, yeah, kamea,
3: no, exactly, kame-a, kame-a.
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> Five episodes later, he finally launches it. Uh, <laughs> finally launches mm-hmm. it after a lot the of posturing bomb. and talking about how powerful he is. It doesn't say that he can
0: <laughs> cast it and throw it because I think the throwing can hurl the flames. Yeah, I think it's a white.
1: Yeah, have to a it's turn. a spell.
0: It, the attack would be something else.
1: Is it like summon monster where you get to do it at the beginning of your turn and you still have another action?
0: No, because that w- the summon monster is a full round, so you're done casting. Oh yeah, when turn okay. starts. Yeah, uh, and that's it. That's all I got. Pippa, you're up.
3: You know, uh, so far during this adventure, they have started bumping bumping into undead with increasing frequency. It's it's very upsetting. It never gets. Pippa thought that it's at a certain point she would get used to it, and she mm-hmm. is not getting used to it. <laughs> Uh, but she did like she did kind of feel like that like almost intense crushing despair especially like when they saw the children and she's starting to realize that really, there's really only one way to combat this so she's going to just kind of gather as much of her like inner strength as she can and send a ray of positive energy uh, at the undead horribleness attacking Minette right now and uh, yeah
1: so me in a me a, ta- a touch attack
3: 16 against touch?
1: 16 against touch will... It hits. Yes.
3: Yes! (laughs) Roll damage. That moment of suspense. I was so scared. (laughs) So you see just from Pippa's extended hand, just like this ray of rainbow energy that's somehow brighter than it usually is. And it just strikes directly in the center of the chest of the creature attacking Manette for three Ah, points of damage.
1: Ooh! (laughs) <laughs> it takes that hit and it and i think what happens is it actually goes inside the hole that manette left and so it radiates Ooh, inside nice. a little bit of it and i think you see some chunks of the skin and stuff fall off a little bit Ooh.
3: Ew. Oh, oh, God.
2: God. <laughs> oh i'm so unhappy and
1: it is the creature's turns i think what do they want to do i'm gonna roll a dice and see who i they go after they okay. go after the children.
4: I mean, who has, honestly, <laughs> who has done something against them? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Me I and you and Pippa. Pippa
0: actually took a pretty big chunk. They See? can't get to her. She's behind a wall of beefiness. Look at that.
3: She's behind a wall of beefcake mm. right now. So
1: The creature is going <laughs> to move forward and attack Adessa, knowing it's going
0: to take an attack of opportunity.
3: Brack. Oh, oh a Brack. Oh. Take well, that then, attack yeah. of opportunity. You get to throw yeah. that fireball?
0: That's a twenty-one against touch. That is a definite hit. Oh
4: yeah, baby!
0: No,
2: I should have asked Pippa to cast Mage Armor. I didn't. know. Yeah, I
3: was gonna do that if you were
2: still next to me, but you moved away. Yep. (laughs) I know. I regret that. I regret that now. (laughs) Because yeah, her AC is is a trash heap right now. Me too.
3: (laughs) I I thought I was like I I have considered like chasing you down to do it, but. I really wanted to disrupt some undead. <laughs> yeah, that was the right call.
0: Be consumed by the fires of summer, beast. Uh, that is oh, eight points of fire damage. Woo!
1: Just- so, you so this fireball hits the creature, uh, and it just singes the entire. Uh, left side of this creature. It's just all burnt, but it's still standing, but it wails out like a banshee cry in pain.
3: So fire. (laughs) Fire will do it. But then
1: it turns and attacks (laughs) Odessa. Cool. It misses. So you (laughs) lucked out. So it goes to hit, I think you have your, your gun up, and you just basically use your gun as a shield almost it just block. Just like, it, like the claw goes between the fingers of the gun like the, the fingers go between the gun trying to attack and it just stops the, the claw from hitting you have lucked out uh, and it is the second creature's turn
3: this is a really fun combat
1: and scene. it's going to attack Minette because Minette did some serious I'm damage to it it's really angry come get,
2: me. come get me
1: that is a critical threat <sighs> oh whoops it's
2: All right. Why, Jess?
4: Why do you guys? Manette has the most hit to points them... to do this. So.
1: It is not confirmed, though. So you oh, lucked out. And, oh, and it gets oh, a second true. attack because it's a. Uh,
4: She's cool. Hey, did you guys know that the spell I chose is very self serving? Don't worry about it.
2: <laughs> it's gonna be fine
4: if I go down.
1: Go ahead and roll me a fortitude save there.
4: <laughs> oh, fortitude? I only have a plus 10 on fortitude.
1: <laughs> you You'd need roll no a fortitude. one or a two.
4: Oh, 25. Only 25.
1: And you take seven points of damage.
4: Oh no, seven points. What shall I do? Oh
3: dear. Oh dear. (laughs) What? What will happen? Whatever shall I do?
1: (laughs) One of these days you're going to roll a one and I'm just going to bellow laugh.
4: I mean, it's fine. It's fine. That's the only (laughs) thing paladins have is... Their rolling pool is of extra hit points and saves. <laughs>
1: oh, I know. Speaking of <laughs> killing, though, it is Manette's turn.
4: Oh, oh, Manette, what shall Strike you no. do? I mean, she's gonna take another big swipey at this boy in front of her. It's and she's still has him in her smite range. So. And
0: you said you changed it to silver, right?
4: Yes, I did.
0: Oh, but if you're smiting, it's still imbued with the powers of Kepri, the goodness of Kepri.
4: The power and light of Kepri is filling this silver-ass weapon, and that's a 25 to hit.
1: That is
3: a hit. All damage.
4: Ah, oh, yeah, boy. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Double damage. Destroy it. Oh, 18 damage. <laughs> oh. <laughs> A lot of damage. I a seven. I have a plus eleven.
1: Woo! Just as you go to s- stab it, you see the sand appear in front of the uh, the spear, and it starts to focus down and may- almost like forms like a diamond and comes over the spear tip and goes through, and it mm. sticks the creature. And all of a sudden, all these cracks start forming through the through the creature as it just explodes in a holy light oh. uh, and falls to the ground. And you have killed this one.
0: What? That's
4: what I call a smile oh, right is there. The thing. Cool. Okay, silver
1: is the thing. Like the sands of the desert.
4: Okay. Sands of the desert.
1: It is Nadia's turn. Uh, Nadia takes a uh, five foot step back and she notches another arrow with the hope that it hits. And she misses again because she's horrible. Uh, and that ends her turn. Odessa, uh, you're up.
2: Okay, I'm going to take a five foot step back because this guy's in my way. Um, and then I'm going to shoot him with this sweet, sweet silver bullet and see what happens. Because that worked out really well from the <laughs> <A lot. laughs>
1: end. Like I would that. say the smiting yeah. probably did a lot to do with it. Yeah, the
2: smiting probably did a lot. <laughs> yeah, but we're experimenting. It's, you know, science. Uh um, up. Alright, so... That's going to be a 16 against touch.
1: That will be a hit. Roll me damage.
2: That is 10 points of damage. Okay. Very nice.
1: So this time you don't see the little like second pause that happens before it goes in. It goes straight in. I think it goes right like. into like the, the heart and like through the other side just with ease. Almost, It seemed to almost go through easier than a normal bullet would. And it is your turn, Abraxas.
0: All uh, right. Uh, the, the flame had already gone out from the first attack, but I think Abraxas is just going to uh, tilt his head over, blow uh, blow on his hand again, and it erupts in flame and just is going to toss it at the creature's face that? for a total of 17 uh, touch. 17 touch is a hit. Oh, yeah. Well, the 16 was earlier. I should have done that. Oh, damn. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is going to be a four points of fire damage.
1: Uh, it's looking pretty haggard. The entire side of its body is now just skeleton,
0: practically, but it is still standing. Disgusting creature. And with that, Abraxas is going to start, uh, wolfing out hybrid style. Man beast. Pippa, it's your turn.
3: I'll see if I can finish him off. I can't. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) Oops. That was a 14. Sorry, a 15. That's a hit. Oh, is that a hit It's touch attack. Well, excellent. Her second, uh, like, ray of positive energy is uh, four points of damage.
1: Uh, Hey, so you shoot the ray off and it goes into it and almost a similar thing happens. Like, um, not quite like the cracks and explosion, but what happens is you see the ripple effect and then you just see the entire body just crumble to the ground as it has died.
0: Victory!
1: But what does not happen is now that the battle cries are done, the crying of children in the courtyard has not subsided. Shit. One of the things you've also noticed is the church is in oddly good condition considering everything else around it is still, is destroyed. Like all the buildings that were here during the time, during whenever this was a town. Think it's maybe the witch war. It might be when Baba Yaga invaded. You don't know. Everything else is completely decimated into to rubble piles basically. But the church is in oddly good shape.
3: That's disturbing. Okay. Unsettling. Well, here's a vote. How about we just burn it down? Oh, see, you see I we like keep that. keep suggesting I am it like- as a possibility, and we haven't actually done it yet. And I think whatever's in there might be keeping the children <laughs> here, and I want them to stop.
0: What is this building?
3: This seems like a
4: haunt. And Minette would be fairly, I think.
0: Roll me a Knowledge
1: Religion there.
4: Yeah, that's what I was going to ask for, if I could roll a Knowledge Religion. That's a 25.
1: So you realize that this land has been desecrated when Baba Yaga invaded and murdered all these children. Basically what happened is... Uh, you kind of realize that these two clerics were forsaken creatures. Uh, they had forsaken their god, and maybe it had something to do with these children. And they, when that happened, they desecrated the land. And the only way to solve that would be to consecrate it. Um, but Which what's weird do. to you is when you get near the church, your jewel actually warms up a little bit when you're investigating. Not, not in a negative way, but kind of the same feeling when you were discovering the, the temple um kind of that same like positive glow feeling is happening.
4: Interesting. So, I can't hmm. perform a consecration as a paladin, that's not within my ken, but if I my jewel is getting warmer as we're entering the church, then I would like to investigate further.
1: Do you guys head to the church?
2: Can I lift this crushing despair off me now?
1: <laughs> it, it falls off after about four minutes. So I'm going to say the time that maybe okay. Manette's trying to figure out what's going on, it just falls off.
2: So I thought, I just wanted to check. You said four yeah. minutes, but. Four
0: years. How's uh, everybody's wounds? Has anybody been wounded? He's got like a big old scratch on his face. Now,
2: shaken, but fine. fine. Abraxas, maybe you should uh, fix your face. Oh, I guess that's true. Do you want a rag? Or clean? <laughs> I will, I will <laughs> a clean rag? I will. A rag, <laughs> yes. Odessa uh, digs around and pulls out a very nice clean rag, which you recognize as uh, probably some sheets.
0: Uh, good memories. All right, he's gonna fold <laughs> one up. I think he's gonna always try to sneak in first aid advice. To Odessa, every chance he gets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, what would you guys like to do?
3: Oh, is there like a main entrance?
1: Yeah, so the main entrance is down over in this area.
4: Yeah, and Manette really wants to check it out because her her gem is is warming up.
1: Okay, so as you guys as you approach Manette, what you see is you see that this ground the ground around the church, the stone has the markings of. What you know as a as a religious person as protection from evil, basically holy spells are protecting it. And what you probably realize is it should have worn off. You know, Nadia had mentioned she thought this was during the when Baba Yaga invaded. What should have worn off long ago has not, um, and it stayed. So not only can you explore, you actually realize this might be a good place to be able to, to stay at for the night for protection. Because it's this heavy-duty stone building that no evil is going to get in, apparently.
4: Right. And they were... it's a Temple of Desna, you said? It's a
1: Temple of Desna, yeah.
4: That's... yeah, that's pretty comforting to Minette. Because, I mean, she's mentioned before, like, Veresians tend to worship Desna. She's sort of a goddess of like travel and you know that kind of thing, so she would probably be fairly comfortable with this. I mean, certainly her ex was a, a worshiper of Desna, if nothing else.
1: Desna's the chi- the god of childlike wonder.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real.
1: Yeah, you guys are in the church, Um and Nadia pulls her kids inside as well. Once once you explain that it's safe uh and they all and everybody just starts setting up camp there's not much inside um but for the most part yeah it's there's there for you to explore
4: what's in this room to the back left of the temple
1: it's just a standard room someone want to roll a perception check
3: sure somebody sure. with high perception because minette I'm is not super high on that don't use mine 27 have you with
4: her notoriously low rose
0: <laughs> I rolled one. I totally rolled an eighteen. I was
3: excited. Pippa notices nothing about this room. <laughs> oh Abby! Abby's She's like running into <laughs> benches. <Pippa looks> around.
2: <laughs> is this stone or is it wood? I can't oh, tell Abby. the difference. Where is this? Is it a? Is it a tavern? <laughs>
1: So you guys look around, and for the most part, it's a very bare area. So you're looking around, and you see a loose stone under the ruins of a toppled-over altar. And what you find is kind of a cache of stuff that maybe the clerics were hiding because of the approaching army. And inside of it, you see a scroll of Hold Person, a scroll of Resist Energy Cold. A lot of engraved scroll cases in this game. An engraved scroll case worth 100 gold, a bladed belt, a ring of feather falling two opals worth 250 gold each and 220 gold pieces and 27 platinum pieces. And at the very bottom Ooh. of it, you also see like a little baby rattle, a little knit cap, and a little blanket.
4: Oh. Oh. We're all oh, crying. I think, this uh, you monster. <laughs> you added awful, that for man. flavor. We're
2: all in Are they tears. magical?
1: No. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're magical. No, just kidding. It's a rattle of uh, consecrate. <laughs> nice. Oh. I knew
2: it. We're
4: all crying. Wow. Minette, I mean, Minette is like horrified by this whole place. Like she knows, she can tell something horrible has happened here. Um, but on the same note, uh, Abby, you should have that ring of featherful. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Well, we're on it. Yeah, um, uh, the least likely it. to survive a. Large fall is uh, Abby. <laughs> I
1: just have this. I just yeah. have this vision of like Manette at some point throwing Pippa and her activating the feather fall, so she throws <gasps> her over a wall and feather falls down and That's like shoots great people with magic pencil.
3: That's a really cool we idea. We might actually then we can have that. a never toss a halfling moment. Yeah, I jump up on my shoulders and I just like you do a
4: large
1: you do in large person on Manette so she can throw you even farther. Wow! Oh stri- man, that'll,
3: that'll be so, so cool. cool. Call
0: it uh, Operation Pippa Bombardment or Pippa yeah. Bombardment maneuver.
4: We've got an idea now. We're amazing. ready. Yep, This is okay. happening.
0: The
1: bladed belt thing was interesting. I forgot what it did already. I looked it up the other day and Me I was like, too. oh, that's kind of cool.
0: Is it like a belt? It was like a spy belt where you take it off and it's a sword? Uh, Making of something else.
1: On command, the belt can transform into a single masterwork slashing or piercing melee weapon of her choice. As long as she is holding weapons, she can revert it back to belt form Damn.
0: with a command. Damn! So. Knew it. What? That's a that spy. Is that should go to Pippa that's too. That's cool. totally spy.
3: That's, that's some spy shit. Is it sized for someone? I'm going to say small? yes,
0: actually
1: it is. It is sized for yours, for you. It, the it, okay. It's one of those things where you can actually just put a little notch. It, it has a lot of notches in it. So you can just, it might wrap around you. What the like loose part of the belt might wrap around you a little longer than most, but it works.
4: Well, but the, would that oh. be best used? Because she may never see melee combat.
1: Oh, yeah. Do you know what
3: I'm but saying? you guys
1: can discuss that off air. Yeah, um, right. yeah,
3: you're right. It would be more like if it was like a spy-related venture.
1: Like a, if she was in the middle of a place where like carrying a weapon would be bad, kind of situation.
0: you just going in with a ball gown yeah. and a belt. I think Brax is just gonna chill. I think he'll just help, kind of, with the perception, as in he's gonna just sniff around all fours, but he's really gonna defer to Manette.
4: No, I think I think he is well within. I I, I think it's better if praxis tries to get a feel for this place because Minette has done her sort of religion checks and seen what she can see about this place and is um, fully unsettled and feels like something bad has happened here <laughs> like that's kind of her her feeling. I mean, a- am I detecting an evil while we're on that that you're
1: not detecting evil this is this is basically a holy a holy protected place. So maybe yeah. Desna, uh, you find a journal that actually is the story of Sierra and Salvador. Maybe they were writing, they wrote it together about their their love story and everything. And I kind of, the, the journal last notes about the invading forces and that they're in charge of the children. Um, and maybe even a slight mention of them hearing the voices in their head. What you're putting together is the children were in this place that was protected. And the only way the evil would have gotten to them is by letting them out of the temple.
4: Yeah, considering, I mean, like, if she's read that and if she's seeing what's going on around, she, I mean, Minette is in tears and is just walking around like, I don't know what happened here, but something, we're protected inside, but something is wrong.
3: I think uh, Pippa kind of joined Minette at the altar. Maybe, maybe she failed her perception so badly was because she's also so upset by Um, what they saw outside, especially with the children. I don't know if they can like still hear them from inside the church. We're not hearing it, but the moment
1: the door closed, all the sound went away.
3: But regardless, like she can still hear it in her in her mind anyway. It's it's hard to it's hard to forget that. So she's pretty shook up herself and is just like Manette, you're you're a, a woman of the faith. Do you know any way that we could potentially lay those children's souls to rest?
4: probably a haunt. I don't know if that's... Is that correct? I don't know if that's correct.
1: Yeah, but. it's... No, I I, I I said it was a haunt earlier when you oh, did your okay. knowledge I, religion. Um, right. Yeah, okay. it's, a haunt. Okay. it's a haunt. And the only, the only thing you can... You know that you just don't have the tools to get rid of it.
4: Okay, yeah. So she was right in saying... Because I was kind of just blowing that out my ass that you would need a cleric, but in my mind, you mm-hmm. would need a cleric. So Minette would say... It's a haunt, and you would need someone with more holy power than I have to lay their spirits to rest. And, I mean, she's just, like, in tears. She is, like, beside herself and wishes that she could do something about it. Like, she doesn't know She she's not okay with the fact that she can't do anything about it right now.
3: Pippa kind of, like, lays a- Like, if Minette's still near her, Pippa will kind of lay a hand on her calf or whatever part of her she can reach and kind of, like, pat it a little bit and just, like, when we get to White Frown, we'll see if we can find a cleric to send back here. Yeah.
4: Thank you, my friend.
1: Uh, Nadia approaches you guys as you're talking. I don't- I don't understand how this is just now being discovered. We've- we, I've traveled these lands for ages, and- Never wandered through this way. Maybe something pulled us here, I don't know. But I know one thing is those those poor creatures were finally allowed to be laid to rest and and yes, I think I think even sooner we we'll be arriving in Elsprin soon. And I, I think we we should send somebody to to free these children as well.
4: Normally, it would just be kind of a thing of, like, holy water or something.
1: This is pretty much an abomination in Desna's eyes, so... That's
4: what I was going to say, is, like, not every haunt was dispellable by holy water or by just the paladin. Like, every time we dispelled a haunt in previous travels, it had to be done through a cleric who was higher level. Um. Mm -hmm. I think Manette knows that kind of thing, and she's sort of, like, beyond horrified. She's not ready. She wishes she could deal with this kind of thing, but she can't. she I don't think she ever could uh, with her powers. She's more of a warrior type, and so, like, this kind of thing is just beyond her ken. But She she wishes it wasn't, but she's, like, very much overwhelmed and emotionally unstable in this place.
3: Are you comfortable staying the night here? Should we try to press on? It's okay if we need to stay here, but don't go... don't go where the haunt is. No, no chance of that.
4: Um, and
1: I think with that, Nadia starts to set up kind of a little bit of a camp. She there's there's a place where there's like a place for like a fire pit um to keep the room warm and so she gets that going and um you guys don't need tents for the night but like lays out the rugs the 60 million rugs you guys have starts cooking something some of the elk for the night and uh yeah
4: seriously like Manette, and also me as a player like she's not handling this well um me as a player i'm not this is horrible to imagine like me as Mm -hmm. Jess am not feeling good (laughs) me Jess I'm not feeling good (laughs) me Jess
0: I'm not feeling good I think he wants to you know check on Odessa's wounds uh, you know give props to Pippa because again he he sees Pippa as this powerhouse with the undead that's like one of the things he thinks is just so amazing about her magic Um, And also, I think when he's putting out the furs, his hands are just, like, gripping them, and he's shaking with anger because, again, this is the cruelty of the witches that, you know, conquered this nation and established a rule of, I mean, just plain evil. I mean, he could only imagine the place looks... I'm sure the place looked blighted from the outside. I'm sure the trees look all gross, like they are on on the play mat here. But, you know, this is a... This is an abomination, not just a Desna, this is a perversion of nature. This area shouldn't be imbued with this disgusting negative energy and the uh, trauma of children is he's basically he's just really enraged. And saddened, of course, but he's just hes just pissed. What's kind of weird, I think
1: this is a kind of different dynamic, is before you've been able to play, blame everything on the existing witches, because Baba Yaga's gone, but this is actually something directly uh, attributed to Baba Yaga's. This is her force that was invading. This wasn't a, just a random witch. This was Baba Yaga ordering her forces to come to this town and basically cause mass destruction.
2: I think with Odessa taking that uh crushing despair she's probably just kind of quietly meandering around but not really saying anything i think at one point she would probably just find wherever minette was sitting and just sit next to her but just not say anything i think there's probably a part of her that like finds comfort in minette and even though minette's having like a really hard time she wouldn't like want to force her to talk about anything she just kind of wanted like exist next to her. I quietly. imagine they're like holding hands and in ev- spite
4: of everything. They're just kind of just sitting there like.
2: Yeah, like they've been fighting but they're just like <sighs> they're not talking. I wouldn't think they were talking at all. I think Odessa would probably just like walk up next to her and just like not say a word but just like slip her hand into Manette's hand. And then Yeah, just and they're there. they're probably both yeah. just sitting there and completely silent. And just like follow silent. her around. Yeah,
4: completely silent <laughs> and- with it. <with laughs>
2: that, that
4: seems right.
3: I don't I don't think any of them are probably in much of a talking mood after the horrors that, that mm-hmm. they just witnessed outside. Like, I think everybody's probably settled in with their thoughts. For Pippa, mm-hmm. everybody else seems to be especially affected. Um, so I think mostly what she's doing is she's kind of, like, moving from person to person, like, trying trying to help them do their, like, do their setup. Like, Pippa, Pippa goes into mom mode. When she's really upset. So she just automatically (laughs) starts, like, I don't know, like she, maybe she helps Nadia cook or maybe like she's like helping Abraxas make sure like the furs are apportioned appropriately or setting up different like little nesting areas or stoking the fire or just anything she can think of to kind of keep her hands busy while she kind of, she's just trying to to distract herself.
0: She's become a doting mother. Oh, I'm totally picturing her and Abraxas dressing uh, Odessa's wounds and like just silence. They just passing salves over, you know, making sure the dressings are clean. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I think um, while they're dressing Odessa's wounds, Minette is just kind of staring into space, and she's like, "I I think because of what she's seen and because of what she knows through her her checks." <laughs> not to make it super gamey but like the fact that she's made those knowledge religion checks she's kind of in a zone where everything is super horrifying to her about this place and she knows that they're in this safe spot but that there's a haunt right outside and um she's very overwhelmed by the fact that it's i mean it's children in that haunt like she's already dealt with the fact that She crushed a gem that might have allowed Nadia to see her daughter for longer. She made that a a shorter interaction. She made that a less, in her mind, a less meaningful interaction than it could have been. And um, she's kind of worried about what might happen if she does something about the the children outside screaming <laughs> like she heard children screaming and and it overwhelmed her.
0: Uh, would have Jess and uh, Abraxas had or would Jess would have mentioned his disease?
4: Oh, yeah. I think actually at some during point during the night Manette would have said, like, I saw you get hit by those undead monsters and I need to know that you're not infected by them. And so she would have done a health check on him.
1: And shes he's definitely infected. It looks like it's not healing as fast, but it doesn't look like you don't identify it as something that needs to be handled right now. Okay. Like, she's not sick right now, I guess is the best way to put it.
4: Because, I, actually, I don't know, maybe I couldn't remove it at this level. I can only cast level one spells, so I may not be able to.
1: Yeah, so we'll find out in a day or so. <laughs> I think you guys don't get great sleep, but you do get a night's sleep, um, and I, I'm gonna say it was enough to be rested. So uh, you do get a, a rested night's sleep, um, and nobody even has to watch. You're pretty confident that this this church keeps people
2: safe, even though none of us really yeah. sleep. I mean, well, knows that knows That's
1: psychological it damage versus versus uh, the the reality. Yesterday, mm-hmm. I think. You know, when you guys wake up in the morning, you, you, you probably think about how the day started out so great, actually. It was an interesting day. If this was an anime, I would actually kind of say it was kind of like the beach episode that happens in a lot of anime where, like, there was warmth. It was fun in the sun. Uh, an unexpected romance was revealed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, man, did it, did you guys pay the karmic price for that good day uh, at the end of it okay. for sure?
4: But I think Minette has Seriously? been crying mm-hmm. since they got there. Like, she's pretty much just been, as soon as she starts to think about what's happening around her, she's, like, in tears again because of the amount of pain she's sensing around her.
1: Yeah. Um, So, uh, I think you guys want to get out of here as fast as possible because, you know, you can't actually do anything. Uh, you're, You're setting out. It's now day seven of your trip. You are getting closer and closer to White Throne. And, I, you know, I was going to ask you guys how you're feeling leaving these children behind and not being able to actually solve this problem. But I think you guys made pretty good. Uh,
4: <laughs> not great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, Minette knows that <laughs> as soon as she reaches the city, she's going not to great. contact a cleric and say, like, I don't have the power, but you need to go back and save these people. Like, that's her that's her mindset. That's all that's on her mind for the rest of the journey. She's like so horrified and so obsessed with the fact that she couldn't fix it, that she wasn't powerful enough.
1: So uh, Nadia points out that you guys will probably hit the town of Elsprin today, and she does believe there's a cleric in that area that might be able to help. Um, so, um, you yeah. know, the sooner you guys get there, the sooner that... She's trying to kind of pep you guys up through the fact that there might be a solution to this if we start moving, um, trying to do it tactfully, not to make you guys upset, oh, you guys at the scene. Same- yeah.
4: yeah, Minette never uh, blames her for it. She's like, I, you know, I know I'm not holy enough to be the one to do this. That's that wasn't my calling. There's an in between space, and that's what I occupy.
1: So, and it will, you know, also, so this is going to be a good chance to get into a town, to resupply, to maybe even get a break from traveling. I think some of you are a little travel wary. Um,
3: mm, Pippa for sure. She hates being outside. <laughs> Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You
1: start to see uh, signs of civilization after a few hours, probably about five hours throughout the day. Um, and you see a solitary wooden house sitting on the outskirts of the small village, partially surrounded by a small grove of trees and hardy shrubs far from the other houses in the, in the village. Uh, a thin column of smoke rises from the chimney. There is no other sign of life. And the window shutters are all pulled closed um, as you get closer to the homestead, because the trail goes right by this house, you see a humanoid shape lying face down in the snow, and the snow is all dyed with red. Aww. The Fantastic Worlds Podcast is a fantastic pods production. I'd like to thank Amy Hankinson for writing our wonderful theme song, Sirenscape for the use of our sound effects and music. We can't
3: have like one day. Paizo
1: for the wonderful (laughs) Rain of Winter Adventure Path, and all you listeners. Until next week, I am the. Oh,
3: you arrived at the next town. It was so easy. Until next week,
1: I am Dustin, (laughs) the soul destructor Alexander. Uh, You can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at Dustin Alexander.
3: I'm Abby, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter, and you will find that in my life, I run into a lot less bodies than Pippa does. That's good.
0: (laughs) This is Angel. You can reach me on Twitter or Instagram at Espinoza 916
2: This is Kay, and you can reach me on Twitter and Instagram at She's Lady Macbeth. This is Jess, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Hank the HankTheClink.
1: Please remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. Follow us and share on social media. If you do share, use the hashtag World Traveler so we can thank you for spreading the word. Your support makes a huge difference. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, I hope you have many fantastic and less deadly adventures.
0: We'll catch you on Discord.
1: sitting on a small bitch just sarah <laughs> just, <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> just sitting on a
2: small bitch
3: oh
2: god what's this guy into <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, bitches apparently
2: small As, ones <laughs> he, he
3: likes small bitches <laughs> As her, outskirts- watch out. <laughs> oh shit um, oh damn we, that we, got
4: dark <laughs> we have our end cap